Blog Talk Radio. At first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how oh, you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get along and so you're back. Von Mason, and there was a very good reason for playing that song tonight, and it will all be revealed shortly. I have to tell y'all, this this has been the most amazing month, I think, that I've ever had in the almost two years this show's been on. It, it, I can't explain it, but I will tell y'all that because of all of you, the guests, and because of all of you, the listeners, just on the show itself, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached 123,000-plus listeners on this show. When you add this show to all the podcasts, we're probably pretty close to 180, 190,000 listeners in over 200 countries. It's so humbling and so mind-boggling, and I'm so appreciative because it is helping indie artists and all across the board to be successful. It's giving people like my guest tonight a voice to be heard all over the world because what they have to say tonight affects women all over the world, not just in our own little world, but all over the world. So 
thank y'all. Thank each and every one of you. Now, there's if you want to be on the show, I'm getting ready to book through December and start into next year. There's two ways to get on the show. You can either email me at off the chain, I mean, yeah, off the chain radio at yahoo.com. Tell me you want to be on the show. I'll tell you what you need to do. Or you can run an ad. And for 10 bucks for 30 days, I run your ad. Either an MP3 or you send it to me in word form and I read it. And if I have to, for whatever reason, reschedule the show, because as most of you know, my husband is very ill, the ad goes with the show. And the ads work. I'm not trying to get rich off of it. I don't want to get rich off of it. I just want to help you all succeed. And with, with that being said, I've got to start the show off with three of the sponsors. One of them is a new one. He just came on board. And it goes like this. Don't miss the Duck Springs Affair, the new romance novel novel from Southern author John Isaac Jones. It is a fling for the ages. Bring plenty of tissues available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. And ladies and gentlemen, think the notebook. Think all the romance stories of the ages, and you've got the Duck Springs Affair. Then there's another young woman who's been with me for a long, long time. Her name is Cece Chamberlain, and she has a podcast called Inside Your Life with Cece, which is a motivational, passionate conversation. She interviews people who are living their true purpose, and it doesn't matter if it's a professional boxer, an author, a history enthusiast, doesn't matter. What Cece does is strives to give people hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as Cece guides you to pursue your dreams for you to live your best life possible. Her wonderful show is available on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere that podcasts are available. This last ad we're going to start the show with is Diane Moat. She is an indie author. And thank you, Australia. Y'all put her number one in Australia in fiction. They are our biggest listening base on this show, ladies and gentlemen. I love the country of Australia. They have supported this show since day one. Anyway, Diane has a series. It's called the Sam Holden series. And the first in the series is called Dog Gone. And the second in the series is called Dog Fight in it like this. Wherever helpless animal whimpers in the dark and wherever the system fails to protect that animal, she'll be there and she isn't giving up anytime soon. So you've been warned. When Sam Holden receives a tip about a brutal dog fighting ring, she embarks on some of her most dangerous acts of vigilantism yet. The monster known as the puppeteer circles Sam's world as she unknowingly circles his. Now, while they chase each other, will Sam put those she loves most in harm's way in order to break up this ring? With time running out and animals in need, the dangerous life Sam created begins to eclipse any other life she could ever lead. Go on Amazon after the show, ladies and gentlemen, because you're going to miss it if you go now. But after the show, go on Amazon and look up Diane Moat, Dog Fight, and Dog Gone. And with that, the two lovely ladies that I have tonight are in Las Vegas. And they agreed to come on the show from the city where if it happens in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. And they're called the End I Thought Ladies. Well, Nona and Jade are Advocate Awarded Authors. They are part of the And I Thought Ladies. They have written eight books over two years, the And I Thought series. And I Thought Divorce Was Bad, And I Thought I Did My Journey Alone, And I Thought He Was the One, And I Thought I Could Juggle It All, And I Thought Being Grown Up Was Easy, And I Thought I Had It All Figured Out, And I Thought The Workbook Jade and Wilnona are the co-founders of the Inspirational Women in Literature, Media, and Journalism Conference held at Sacramento State University. They star in the Sacramento-based reality TV show, Just Right in Life. They have been featured on over 105 interviews spanning the entire globe. They launched the magazine 25 Hottest Authors, Artists, and Advocates this year and currently travel the world speaking about writing, assisting abuse victims, business savvy, and women empowerment. Occasionally, they write for Choice Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Will Numna and Jay. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I look so forward to this. Are y'all there? Hello? 
I don't know what has happened to the girls. For some reason, I can't hear them. Um, I'm going to get them to dial out and call in again and see if we can um, get them. Hold on a minute. Um, it, it, it's it been that kind of week. They they I don't know where they're calling me from, but I can't hear them. I hope they can hear me. Maybe not. Maybe they need to call in. Okay. Girl, hello? There y'all are. Hello. There oh, y'all are. Live, 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 live radio. Can you hear me? <laughs> I yes, can, I, I can. can we okay, are all good now. <laughs> what I did is I put it on the headphones and then I clicked it back over and it came. Yeah, with live radio, anything's possible. We've done this enough. How are y'all? We're doing great. We're at the Indie Authors Legacy Awards today. Yes. We are. Nice. We're finalists for Poet of the Year, so we're excited even if we don't get it. We're thankful to even well, be considered finalists. Well, hopefully you will. Oh, you. Yeah, we will literally find out while we're on the radio with you. So there you go. <laughs> oh, no. So no, you're going to run out and we tell me it. to hold on until you go get your award? No, no, no. I'm I'm down here at the awards, so we're good. We're good. So if you hear me cut out, know that I'm trying to run to get my award. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, these girls are so wonderful. A little background of how we hooked up some other friends of mine, Garrett Palminster and Sage and Dina um, Palminster with Hanging With Web Show. So, Devon, you got to meet these ladies. They are absolutely fabulous. I met them. I fell in love with them. They are wonderful. So, thank you. You are welcome. Let's just talk a little bit about your history because y'all have traveled the same journey I traveled with abuse and people that weren't so nice to you and we came out the other end and we're not we're not victims we're survivors absolutely absolutely well I have never survived abuse but I was Winona's best friend and so I feel like I survived it or I didn't live it you know well yeah I think the thing she is, survived abuse through my abuse <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is with with Winona being being your friend and having to see what you were going through, it's like watching a train wreck, and you know you can't stop it because until we're ready to get out of it and make up our mind, nothing anybody says to us is going to change our mind. You know, exactly. That is really hilarious. Today at the awards, you know, this young man, he turns to me, and I'm not that old, you guys, but, you know, I'm trying to give him honor. <laughs> and he says, what do you guys do? And I said, excuse me, what we are famous for is a a poem called A Shiner. And what hit me when Alexis Rose wrote, at the end of her poem, you know, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on with her, what's, you know, like why isn't she the way she is, who was before. She said, I learned the rules don't apply unless he gave me a black eye. And I said, you know, supply to wow. And then people don't understand about emotional abuse and how it affects your mind and how you're mean to your friends, right? And and you, as a person, you're like, I don't need this. I want to walk away. But you can't. Be a real friend. They need you more than ever. If you notice that your friend isn't who they used to be, doesn't dress well, doesn't, you know, they they always were put together, but now they're with this person, their partner, and they're not put together, and something is wrong, be a true friend and stick it out because you don't know what that person's going through. And although when you see what they're going through and you want to just yank them out and they tell you, stop judging me, you say, okay, and just be there anyway. I think, like, what Jay was just saying, what Jay was just saying on that, I remember the one day that I had her and, at the time, her boyfriend was a hunter, and his friend, who was also a hunter, so they all had legally registered weapons, quite a few. They bought a few, like a, a gun rack full, and then they had a, 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 a truck bed full. And they were like, we're going to move Wilnona out today. And they all came up with my mom, who at that time, um, when she was in her youth, she 
box. She's a force. For money? She was a force. She so, right, so she was like a professional boxer, right? And they all came up, and they were like, right. we're going to face this man down, and we're going to move you out. And so they moved almost everything out except for this one couch that um, my mother had bought. And he said he was sorry, and I asked him to move it all back in. And, and they there's so me. many days that I look at that, and I go, how foolish was I? Because he just got worse after that. But Jade was and like, that's okay. Yeah. I'll be there the next time, too. And she said, I'm not ready. And I feel like, you guys, she's not ready. And it's okay because, you know, you can't force anybody until they're ready. But be a true and, and, the, and be there through the not readies and the readies. And and when when the abuser says, oh, I'm so sorry, the 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 – in the uh, intention is to keep the abuse there because those are the magic words. Mm-hmm. And they can look it's, so pitiful. They look worse than a than a a, a, pout, a begging dog, a begging puppy. And I mean, come on, you guys have seen puppy eyes, and they can do it better. Like they magnify it by ten, and they're like, "No, I'm sorry," and you're like, "All right, for you." Okay, well, and it's you. never a good reason. I love you. Now, when when I, I I always knew when I was going to get beat up, even before I got beat up, I could because I'm an empath, I could feel it in the air. That's it, true. It you like, can feel the tension build. Uh huh. And it didn't matter what I did or didn't do; it was going to happen. Yeah. And I I don't know I don't know if y'all heard the the intro song that I played, but I played Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. That song is so powerful when you listen to the words that it gives us a sense. We are now empowered women in, in ways we never were before. I agree that we, we are empowered in the fact that we know what it feels like to walk that and then to have to rebuild for someone else that brings you to ashes. But sometimes you make mistakes and you burn yourself to ashes, but when someone else does it for you, it's so hard to get yourself back up because it wasn't something you actually did. So I think to get back up from emotional abuse because no one ever sees the scars is hard. And to get back up from physical abuse is hard as well. But I think emotional abuse is a little harder. I'm so sorry. I don't want to take it away from anybody's journey. But I feel it's a little harder because no one else is there for you but yourself. And and that is true because I suffered both emotional and physical abuse, and it's like I used to tell my my mother, I will heal from the beatings. Of course, I got permanent damage, but the the bruises and the broken bones will heal, but the the emotional scars never go away. After after forty mm-hmm. years, I still haven't. I still have triggers. Yes, absolutely, and I, I mean. But for you people that are out there listening, just know that it's okay. There are other people walking around with this. You are not in this journey alone. Your friends love you. Your family loves you. And they want to see you do well. And they will support you. And and that that, that segues into your books and, and getting the group together. Which came first, the books or the group? The books. Well, the group came together like really organically. It was crazy. It was crazy how we met people after I set Winona on this journey. And Winona will tell you all about that. You say hi to good to Winona. Go ahead. Well, what happened was uh, Jade looked at me one day while we were driving in the car because at the time um, Jade and I were working together. And she goes, you should write again. And I said, nah, I'm never writing again. And she's like, write for me. And I said, okay, I'll write for you. So, you know, a good friend that stood by you your whole life. You're right for them. And then um, she goes, okay, so I want you to write poetry. And I'm like, poetry doesn't sell. Are you insane? Like, no publisher in their right mind picks up a book of poetry. And I wrote poetry. Um, I wrote quite a bit of poetry. And then I met the other authors, and I read their poetry and recognized that their poetry deserved my best. So I went back and rewrote most of the stuff. And this book literally came together almost like magic. It almost came together like magic, so it was amazing. Like, 
we ran into a 25-year-old who just got back from New York, and she was like, I'm writing again. And I read her stuff, and it was amazing. It was the only thing that book was missing. And uh, there was a person who'd been married for 30 years, and she wrote some poetry for the first time ever in her life, and her poetry just, it not only touches the heart and touches social matters, it, it'll, it'll bring you to tears and then bring, lift you back up again. So it had, I had to, like, bring up my poetry to match theirs. And this book has been amazing, and it's taken us around the world. Literally, that's the reason we had 150 interviews in three months. That That is amazing. Now, are the poetry books the And I Thought books? The And I Thought books aren't are all poetry. Let's start with you And I the- Thought Divorce was... It, and I thought divorce was bad. What brought that book up? Well, the title is literally my work. And I apologize to all the other authors on there, that four other authors who wanted, I think we had a 26 different titles. And I was like, I already have seven books. So I went on seniority. And because I went on seniority, we named the book And I Thought Divorce Was Bad. <laughs> But it's really about <laughs> life. We thought this would be our only book. So we wrote it about life, and we wrote it about love, and we wrote it about grief, and we wrote it about friendships, and we wrote it about breaking up. We thought it was going to be our only time to really put ourselves out there. So it literally is a book from the ages of 25 to 52. Every generation is represented. Right. And it goes from people who have decided that they're leaving the club scene and want to find their first love to someone who's been married for 30 years. And we talk about everything that's happened, all the friends, everything. So we don't do it in a way that it's just a book. We do it in a way that it's just, it's poetry, it's short stories, it's sometimes a receipt, like, receipt kind of poetry, and it's very unique and original. So you're never really bored because nothing is really long. Then you went from there to, and I thought, what was the next one? I thought I could... Uh, and I thought being I, grown up was easy. Yes, that one. That one jumped right out at me. <laughs> it was really funny. The story is that someone read, they gave us our first bad review. They said, I don't understand. She leaves. You just need to think positively. Life works itself out if you think positively. And we were like, oh, boo, you haven't grown up yet. <laughs> so we said, why not write a book about thinking that being grown up was easy because we all were there and then we grew up and we were like, oh, this is my thing. I love it. I bet. Because <laughs> so somebody said that they, oh my word. So they, they, they were Pollyannas. I think they live in this glass bubble where, where rose colored glasses are the dress of the day. Well, you know, when you're young, oh. hope springs eternal. So what happened was we were a little we were a little not so great. Well, one of our authors was like, we got a one star review. So I looked at her Goodreads page and da, 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 and I was like, okay. And she's like, she's nice and she lives at home. And I was like, you did a lot, sweetie. You did you just stop it, stop it. Everyone gets a one star review. And um, when we found out when she told us that she's like 19, and I looked it up and I'm like, oh, she is 19. And she's like, she's you know she's posting on Goodreads how she was going to move out and go to college and have wonderful times. And that's when I recognized that um, maybe we should write a book to protect the wonderful innocence and positivity of being youthful. Because she really believed that if you think it, it can be without the challenges. And you don't need to say, you know, dwelling over, I got over a trauma, let me tell the world about it. She was like, no, just be positive, and it'll all work out. Stop crying about it. And I was like, yeah, we need a book to tell them that, um, yeah, that doesn't happen. Crap happens, and then you learn how to deal with it. You're never like, oh, it was fine. You just deal with it. The first time she is hit with a crisis in her life, she's going to fall apart. (laughs) I thought the same thing, but I refused to write it. Poor baby. <laughs> oh, my. So 
So it would be safe to say that she needs one of those safe rooms where everything is nice and calm and soothing and there's no trials and tribulations, no stumbling blocks, no learning experiences, nothing to help her grow. Yeah, she's probably... Yeah, she probably flourished in one of those rooms, but I don't know her personally, so I can't say that. And I'm, it's been almost three years now, so I think she's probably coming up on 22. So I'm sure she's hit some challenges and probably reread the book maybe. You know, who knows? <laughs> she's hit something by now. to be like, well, I, maybe. Well, well, I have this saying that, that I've had for many, many years, even when my, when my children were younger, and, and they would – say or do something that was purely stupid and I would look at him and I would say trust me youth and stupidity go hand in hand it is only terminal if you choose for it to be you will outgrow it I don't know if we lost the girls or not did we lose y'all hello Maybe we did lose them again. Let me see if I can get them back. Are y'all there? Uh, we may have lost the girls again. Maybe they'll call back in. I don't know. There they no, are. No, we're here. We're here. I'm sorry. Um, Something happened <laughs> to Jade's call. Like we were doing a conference call. But something happened ah. to Jade's phone, and and I was like, oh wait, I got like she's talking. Maybe I can you know join her back in, but it didn't work out. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, what I what I said was when my children were small, I would tell them that youth and stupidity went hand in hand, and and I would say, but however, it does not have to be terminal unless you choose for it to be terminal. You can outgrow it. <laughs> I think everyone would agree, um, this is one on, everyone would agree that my stupidity has continued, but it, it looks wiser on page, on, on the page than, than <laughs> it does. If you're wondering how does this happen, it's called Winona's stupidity. <laughs> well, let but it makes run, a great writing. Let me run two ads right quick, and I want to talk about the other books and what you girls are doing and and where y'all are headed, because y'all are amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain with my guests, the And I Thought Ladies, Will Nona and Jade, and we will be right back on Off the Chain. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Our <coughs> horse is your new best friend. <coughs> Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinnwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. <laughs> Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guides. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. Dot com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> you so silly. silly. You silly. Remember Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. And we are back with Winona and Jade. And ladies, y'all just missed your ad that I ran. Oh, no, I heard it. Oh, <laughs> I heard him say, and well, this is you at andwethought.com. I was like, oh, we sound like two. Oh, wait, my camera's gone. Of course. <laughs> so let's talk about, and I thought I did my journey alone, because many of us think we're on a journey by ourselves, and we're really not. No, we're not. We found as we went around talking around the world, um, women really did think that they were alone, and they were. 
like we kept hearing the same stories over and over and over again. No matter where we were, and no matter the ages, everyone had a story. So we were like, okay, maybe we need a book that can go ahead and talk about the stories that they have. And so we thought, and I thought I did my journey alone would probably be a good book. Did you find that when you started putting that particular book together that it was not only a catharsis for y'all, but it was a catharsis for the other authors that were involved in it? I found that the other authors, they had so much to say that, honestly, it was the first time ever that we had to cut, like, poetry. We never had to do that before in our life, but we had to cut poetry. It was weird. Wow. So um, we dropped three poems, so we put them in a different book. But, yeah, they, so many people had so much to say that was so similar. And it was all so wonderful and beautiful. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, but it's nice because this is the first book where we kind of put a story in a story. So we have a traveler that goes to Bethel. And that traveler takes you through the entire journey. It's like when a traveler leaves where they are, they recognize it's both sorrow and joy expressed one step at a time to start a new journey because it's sorrow for what you left behind and joy for what you may find on the road and where you are going. And I remember when that was the first phrase that Jade put in there, I was so, I was, I was overwhelmed by how powerful that one sentence was. I was like, this book has to be done. That book has probably received a lot of, um, I don't want to say credit, that's not the word I'm looking for, but exposure because uh, people really believe they're on a journey by themselves, and we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey, and it may not be a good journey, as we just discussed in the beginning of it of the show, but it is definitely a journey, and every journey, good or bad, success or failure, is such a beautiful learning experience that it's almost worth taking, unless you die, in which case that probably wasn't the best idea, but other than that, <laughs> it was probably worth taking. Well, and, and to wonder what's around the bend, because you think about it. You get in a car and you go to a place you've never been unless you take the expressway, which is the fastest way to get from point A to point B. You decide to take the scenic route, and you take your time, and you go around the bend, and there's this beautiful new town or this beautiful place you want to stop. And when we start a journey, even with the bumps in the roads, the beauty that is within that journey, the people we meet, the things that we do, the experiences we feel, is so worth it. It doesn't matter the destination. It's that we're on this journey. And I think we have – they keep staying in and out. No, it's definitely worth that journey. Definitely worth that journey. And, and I like the way that you put it, that it's so beautiful that it's worth the journey. And yep. I mean, it makes me think when you said that, it makes me think about like this one time we all hopped in the car because I was like, I want to date a guy from the West Coast. At the time, my mom was alive and she called Jade and her family and she's like, get in the car. We're going to the West Coast. <laughs> and so we all got the car and we went to the West Coast. But the, uh, the destination was wonderful. It was Seattle. It was a wonderful place. But the beauty that we saw in between was breathtaking. And that always, whenever I go, and I thought I did my journey alone, it reminds me of all of us in that car driving to Seattle, not ever having been on any of these roads before, just discovering it mile by mile by mile. And we even remember the really long, long hours in the dark, because that was not the good part. I did not know Montana <laughs> didn't have real light. Oh, <laughs> Until I started driving 16 hours. And so I was like, wow, okay. Um, so that was the bad part. But the great part was just seeing Montana, you know. And that reminds me of that book. Every time I read it, and it goes with a, tra a traveler knows, like, at the end, that a traveler knows that when they come ashore, they're, they're happy to be ashore. But it's the idea of continuing to travel and learn new things and meet new people 
that is going to make his wealth unimaginable. And he has the ability to dispense of it whenever he feels like. That, that, every time I read it in poetry, it just, it just gives me goosebumps because it's true. Good or bad journeys, if you're alive to tell about it, you have so much wisdom. And even if you were foolish in all of those stories, someone else can pick out the wisdom and they can apply it to their lives. So it's your ability by telling your story to dispense your wisdom, and that wisdom is unimaginable to someone who's young and would never have known it unless they had lived it. So now you've avoided a path, and that, that is beyond anything you can hold. I have a saying that the, the knowledge that I have is just knowledge until I give it to someone else, and then it becomes wisdom. Oh my goodness, so, so true. So because yep. that's another reason why we do poetry is because when someone reads the words, when someone hears your life lesson, and then they take it in, it now applies to them. So even if your life lesson was only worth like 10, T-I-N, 10, it can become gold in the hands of someone else when their life experience needs it. Real quick story. This afternoon, I had to go pick up my, uh, a prescription for my husband and the young girl that waited on me. Beautiful, beautiful. I was so envious of it. Oh, she was so gorgeous. And we were discussing Jack and how ill he is. Well, young woman, she couldn't have been maybe in her late 30s, had lost her husband, and they were only married four years. And we were discussing their journey, and I said, remember, it's not how much time that, that we have with those we love. It's what we choose to do with that time because we're all on this journey. And the, the end of the story is she made my day and I made her day. So that was just another beautiful experience on the journey that I'm with my husband. It's beautiful things that, that, like that, that makes it worthwhile. It just makes everything worthwhile. It's those pet stops in life that make it all worthwhile. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still on the journey thing. I'm like, I'm thinking about exits and pit stops and rest stops. And like, as you were saying, that, that, that story just makes it worthwhile, that pit stop. Although you're like on a major highway and you have so much to deal with in sickness, it makes it worthwhile. I love it. And, and, and then you, y'all wrote, and I thought he was the one. Now that one, that one is it, so interesting to me. What made y'all write that one? Okay, that one was really <laughs> my auntie started telling me a story about why she got up and moved from her family that she knows and loves and moved all the way down the East Coast. And um, it was for a man. And then she started talking about how she ended up cheating on that man. And all he, though he was cheating on her, he was upset fairly, utterly angry that she was cheating on him at the same time. And it just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, you really thought this man was the one. <laughs> and he really thought that you were the one, but you were both cheating, still saying you guys are the one. And I was like, haven't we all had that moment where we're like, you were the one. Oh, I'm sorry. You weren't. You, you were second runner up or you were third. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I found the one, you know, but in between them, you have so many stories that are, that's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I've got to read these. I haven't read these books to be perfectly honest, but now I've got to. No, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can't go yet because you don't know where to get them. So you just got to finish. We ain't got that much more time. So just chill out. All right. Now, my all time favorite, because you remember the old song, she can, Fry, you know, go to work, be a mom, fry it up, bacon in a pan, whatever it is, bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. And you uh-huh. wrote a book called And I Thought I Could Juggle It All. And we can't. Oh. There's no way we can juggle it all. We're not superwoman. No. I think even superwoman have a hard time, you know, juggling what we juggle. And then we're supposed to smile and still be perfect at it and gorgeous and models and handle almost everything i'm like oh really 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But literally that book came because um I'm gonna tell the honest truth because Jade's not here to stop me, but I'll tell you the honest truth. The book came because someone early on in our career was like, Oh my goodness, you guys are great business women. We were like, No, we write books and they're like, No, you're a businesswoman and I was like, All right, we're a businesswoman and she's like, Come speak for me but you need a business book. And then we started, we were like, all right, well, we have to write this business book. Well, what do we do? We sat down and we thought about it. And we were like, you know what women are required to do if they want a business? Nothing that they do can fall off. The kids still have to go to school. They still have to go to soccer practice. They still need lunches. They still need breakfast. Your husband still needs emotional support. He needs your physical, he needs your actual monetary support. He needs you to be there physically to take care of the house. You got to still do the laundry. And you're starting your own business. How many balls are you supposed to keep in the air? I mean, mm-hmm. circus acts can't even do that well. So we were like, and we thought we could juggle it all. And we put dice. <laughs> we put dice on the front cover because it's only a matter of time before you drop something. It's not like, oh, I'm going to yep. keep it all in the air. No, you're going to drop something. It's just a matter of time. Well, and it's just it's just pure physics. The body gets tired. The mind gets tired. The soul gets tired. The psychic gets tired. Mm-hmm. If something's gonna give, and usually it's us. We drop exactly, us. exactly. And then, like, I don't know. And so, part of me was like, because at the time I was talking to someone, I was almost in a relationship, and immediately I thought to myself, "Oh, okay, you know, I can do all of this." And I was in school, uh, pre med, and I was writing and traveling and handling a business that I had inherited and doing this as well and I was like I can handle all of this and then he was like you're getting a little chubby and the next thing I knew though he wasn't marrying no, me he, he was marrying some really pretty girl who kept it tight and right and that was one of his reasons because she looked so pretty and you kind of fell off and I was like what do you see what uh-uh. I do I'm not going to the gym <laughs> Well, we know what his mind was, and it wasn't on forever. (laughs) Exactly. He did not do that to you. Oh, that evil man. Oh, I tell this story a thousand and one times. So this man, he decided, like, it was about maybe a month before we were supposed to, like, really do anything, like, say I do in anything, and voila, I get a... His best friend goes, he got married today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he got married to who? Because I'm still single. Who who he get married to? Oh, oh my yeah. Boy. Really pretty Russian. So, yeah. Well, you know what's going to happen to that really pretty Russian chick? Eventually, she's going to get old and fat and gray-headed and age is going to catch up with her. Then what's she going to do? Exactly, probably, oh. but, you know, for, for right now, she's still gorgeous. I saw her a couple of years ago, and she's still gorgeous. I was like, I don't like you. <laughs> just on, yeah, just, I don't know her, so. You are, and she's probably a alone. nice person. But if she you marry her for appearance alone, it, the, the relationship will never last because it's shallow. Maybe. And Maybe, I don't know. To the, and that leads me to the book, and I thought I had it all figured out. It's a great title, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I love it. <laughs> I wish it was just as great as the book, and I'm sorry for being self-appreciating on this. I'm going to tell you, honestly, what happened was uh, I wanted to write a script, and that was the script I wrote. And I thought I had it all figured out. So it's a, a fiction book. And what would happen if the end I thought ladies made it all the way up to like the top of the tippity top? Like they were the new Angelina and Brad Pitt. And then stuff started to fall apart. What would happen to the group? Because you guys may not know this, but the five public faces, we are all really good friends. Like we support each other. We we help you build we help each other build each other's businesses. I mean we, we watch the kids when they're sick. We're a really good, 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 good friends. I mean, just the other day, we were up in the middle of the night, you know, going to the hospital because one of our co-authors got sick in the middle of the night. So we had to drive over to another mm. place to take to our favorite hospital. So we're good friends. So what happens if, for some reason, we started getting divided over money and fame and just because of what happened this one night while we were on book tour? And that's what that book is about. It's completely and totally fiction. 
I wrote it with Alexis Rose. So, um, yeah. But I love it. And I hope one and, day and this, the Hollywood, if you're out there, I hope that you go ahead and publish and, and make that book an actual TV script. Because it has a lot of life's lessons in it, I'm sure, and the fact that we do think we have it all figured out sometimes, and we fail to see what's in front of our face because we're too busy exactly. saying, oh, well, I got this, I got that, I've got all. And then we forget the things that are important to us, like the group, the the, the people that are around us. For some reason, and I've seen it happen over and over again with people that have become successful. They get so successful they forget their beginnings. They forget who helped get them there. And then when they get to the top, they find out they don't have it all together at all anyway. Exactly. But I wanted to do it as a fictional thing. So, you know, if we ever make it to the top, I, I always tell the group, this is our warning note. <laughs> don't you ever pull any of the stuff in this book. And we'll be perfectly <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll send you some of my monkeys that can fly and, and jerk some knots in people and get them back where they belong and, and get their their attitudes readjusted, so to speak. Exactly. That would be absolutely but perfect. Well, you think about it, well, Nona, there's nothing so humbling as remembering the things that are important in our life, when when we're at the end of our days, or or when people are standing over us in our coffin, do we do we want to say, oh, they made millions of bucks? They can't take it with them, but they made millions of bucks. I don't want to be remembered for that because it's it's shallow and worthless, and it's not a legacy. Not at all, and. What was that thing? It's about no one's going to remember how much money you have. All they're going to remember is the actions that you did. Yes, exactly. I, I'm going to I'm going to say that that's kind of what I was hoping that that book would do is if we ever did make it to the top to remind us that that it's all going to be about how we act, not on the outside. Because I, I'm learning as we as we move through you know, piece by piece and go up and up and up. It's, it's more about PR on the outside of who you are than it is about the inside of who you are. And that's, um, I want them to remember that it's always going to be about our friendship. Because everyone says, oh, fame is going to change you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, when I get famous, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> so that's what that book is about. Well, in, in the old adage of character, is the things that we do when no one else is watching. That that's what that is who we are inside. And if we can maintain our and life is a balance and we have to maintain our balance in order to never lose that which is important. Mhm. Exactly. That is exactly what I Feel free to use any of that in your upcoming books, my friend. My upcoming book? Yeah. Um, I know y'all we, got some more books out there. We've actually started a new series. We have two books in it in the last three months. We have The Misfit Guys, A Sassy Suede That Leads to Crooked Footprints. And it's really about the fact that you see people and you go, wow, they look amazing. But what you don't understand is their path to make it to that success has been so crooked and they've tripped over their own feet and but all you ever see is that person walking I think on every interview we say that you know imagine a perfectly beautiful lady and she's hopping off out of her Tesla SUV and she's got the right baby carriage and she's got the right amount of kids she's got the right amount of jewelry and you see her and go oh that's perfect but what you don't recognize is that it took a lot of falling a lot of getting up a lot of learning to get there and that's what we love about that book, it's the first part of it is a resume. <laughs> and it's, you know, it goes, it, it literally, it's a resume. So we thought that what would be great is to make it a resume about applying for a misfit guy. Like I can apply to be a misfit guy because my life has been full of these tiny 
stupid moment. And one of those things is like, um, I was pumping gas one day. And I got the cord, I got the, the hose wrapped around my leg and my dress in a way that oh, it no. yanked my dress up above my underpants. And I couldn't get it around, out of my leg without, off of, around my leg and off my dress without taking it out of the um, car. And the pump was kind of broken. So once you got a pump in the gas station, it was like, whatever you do, don't stop it until, you know, you finish paying. You got the gas you want. So I'm standing there with my underpants just shown to everybody. And it's on a major highway <laughs> driving by, just whizzing by. And everyone's just looking at my big white, and they were granny panties. <laughs> underpants. <laughs> and it's moments like that that just all my life, that's been my life, and it's been Jade's life. So we were like, yeah. We're going to write a resume of real stuff that's happened to us and be like, hey, this silliness happened. And this is why we should be misfit guys. Because, yeah, it may look like we're successful now, but for crying out loud, it's some crooked <laughs> footprint. But the thing is, is that you have the ability to laugh at yourself. I could tell you stories about myself that you would just fall down because they're so asinine and stupid but they happen you get over it you move on like sometimes this radio show any that's why we call it off the chain because sometimes it just literally takes on its own life form but you don't make a big deal out of it. what are you gonna do stand there with your drawers hanging exactly. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness the story we could tell yeah but that's exactly yeah, how stuff fun. happens it's a it's a and I think those moments happen still to remind us, no matter how big the show gets, no matter how big we get, that we are still the same people. <laughs> yes. And and you're you're still Wilnona and Jade, and you're still from the little towns you came from, and you still owe your mother's children, and don't get too big for your britches. I'm working on that one. I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to be too big for the granny panties that I was showing everybody because they were a little large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my grandmother used to tell me that all the time. If I don't get too big for you, Bridget. And, and I didn't understand what it meant until I got older. And it's the the epitome of being too prideful and too cocky and too overly confident. Because remember the people that, that you stepped on going up that ladder, you're going to fall on them going back down. That's so true. That's so true. Um, for, for people out there, can you guys just help us get up the ladder? Because we like to just get up the ladder. <laughs> and, and Witches or not, we want to just get up the ladder. <laughs> and you will. You will. I promise you. You're headed in that direction. And speaking of, where are y'all going to be next? Oh, where are we going to be next? In the next five weeks, we will be in Bradford, England, you guys. Um, speaking wow. at the U.K., Indie Fest, the UK Lit Fest, and check us out because we are in the Telegraph and something today in Bradford, England. So you can look it up online and you can see our smiling, lovely faces in the UK uh, newspaper. That was so weird. Um, also, I think, where else are we going to be next? Oh, um, we're going to do the Thoughtful Book Festival on August the 31st from 9 a.m. Yep. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Yvonne Mason will be coming through. Yay. Um, and Yay. then we're going to do the writer's experience in Las Vegas. So that's October 10th and 11th. And we want to invite everyone, come on out to Las Vegas, learn from the best. We got the USA Today, we got USA Today best-selling authors. We got people who sold 1.3 million books. We've got people who are Hollywood producers on television and on movies. They're coming out to hear your personal book pitches. There's only 14 spaces in that class. And come on, it's so late, people. And it's, it's only six it's hours late. total over those two days. Because we were like, go to Vegas and then come see us. There you go. That works. All right, so since we're getting to the, the end right. of our hour, <laughs> since we're getting the end of our hour, first of all, will y'all come back? Definitely. And will you come be on our writer's roundtable? Yes, you know I will. All you have to do is yeah. give me the time and date, and I have to do it long distance because, you know, I can't leave my husband. But, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, of course. You know, all we do is virtual nowadays. We ain't trying to leave nothing nowhere. 
And so just just give me a date, send it to me, and I'll put it on my calendar. Of course I will. Be my pleasure. All right. Now, awesome. tell the tell the folks where you can be found. We can be found at andwethought.com. So you can find our books, our television show. Yes, we have one, our own reality TV show, Channel 18, Amazon.com, andwethought.com. And you can find our merchandise, our conference, everything that we do is there. And including their their Facebook pages. And ladies and gentlemen, you really want to hook up with these ladies. They are absolutely the best. I, I adore them. They are they are shining stars on a dark night. They're they're magnificent. Miss Mason, and, you're and too kind. They, I'm honest. Y'all know this about me. I'm brutally honest. That's true. Right? <laughs> that is true. That is true. You are honest. I listen to your show and you're nothing but honest. <laughs> but I'm not mean about it. Unless unless I'm driven there. But but I'm not <laughs> usually I can I've been known to tell people where they can get off at the jumping off place and I never have to say that, but they ask for directions because they're happy to go do it. I don't know. I have that effect. <laughs> May I get those directions so I can hand them to other people? I need to make copies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so you know that when, because as soon as, as we get done here, i got to let you go so you can go get, see what's going on in the, in the room. But when the show goes into archives, I'm going to post it on the, on my Facebook page and tag y'all. And then y'all take it and run with it. Tomorrow I'll put it up on the, on the other podcast and tag y'all in it. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to go check these ladies out because if you're in a relationship that you need to get out of, we're here to help all of us. We've been there. We we know what happens. And yeah, none do. of us have it all together. None of nope. us have it. I don't care who you are. None of us have it. I used to think I had all my shit together and then I forgot where to put it and it was too heavy to carry anyway. So it's you don't have it all together. Just be honest. There are a couple of things I say at the end of every show because I live them or I try to. And one of them is people will forget your name. They will forget what you look like. They'll even forget what you're wearing. But they will never, ever, ever forget how you make them feel. And we are all on a journey. Every one of us are on a journey. And if we can help someone who is on a journey if we can lighten their load or if we can help them on that journey by a kind word, a kind gesture, then part of the legacy that we leave behind is what we left with that person. Think of yourself as, as well known as, as a traveler. We are travelers, people along the way. Whatever we do, whenever we meet someone else, we leave a part of ourselves with them. We take a part of them with us. It is my hope and prayer that this show that is y'all show not my show I'm just a facilitator that I leave y'all with the understanding that you are the most important person in my life and I hope that with all the shows that we do here that you get something that it makes you happy that it it helps nothing makes people happy we make ourselves happy but if it enhances your happiness if you learn something that you can share then it becomes wisdom Right, Wilnona? Am I am I right here? You are absolutely correct. I I, I mean, I feel like I've ho- I've hopped on it way too much, and I feel like I've ridden this this um this bronco until you know the rodeo show was finished, and I look like the rodeo clown. But yes, every piece of knowledge that you have and every life experience that you have given to someone else is wisdom. No matter how absolutely. silly, it becomes wisdom. And it is free, ladies and gentlemen. It's like the air we breathe. We don't charge for wisdom. If we do, we're foolish because we don't get a blessing from it. So with that being said, I want to say that we start out next Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night, we're having a special show with indie country music artist Jeremy Weston. I will have my co-host, the music guy, Christopher Plain, with me. So join us then, and I want to say this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, the And I Thought Ladies, and we want to wish you all a very, very good night. Good night, everyone.
So, Miss Winona, go and have fun. I hope y'all won the award. We and probably thank won't. Thank you for. Oh, don't say that. You own it. Oh. Own it, my darling. Own it. Own it. It's yours. You can Sit watch it everything. It's yours. <laughs> you can watch all of this on Just Right in Life. We're recording as we're as we're here. So sweet. Yeah. Well, I love. You can write our and, horrible and defeat having... in Just Right in Life. You're not being defeated. You're there. That's the important thing. You 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 yeah. are a success, my darling. Understand that you are a success. All right. Someone needs to tell my bank account. You are a success. Believe. Own it. Make it yours. Trust me. I've sent this out into the the nether world. Trust trust and believe. <laughs> Thank you, Yvonne. And with, well, I'm gonna get back in this room. Welcome. Get back in the room and, and y'all have a safe trip home. Thank you. Bye bye. Good night. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.